Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Avi Bolaños in San Francisco. Growing numbers of asylum seekers are arriving in San Diego County, and government resources are not keeping up. Recently, KPBS reporter Katie Heisen visited a local church that's opened its doors to help. It's rainy and cold, but when the lid is raised off the homemade chicken soup, steam fills the air. About 35 migrants gather at Our Lady of Guadalupe Church in Logan Heights for dinner, a place to sleep and breakfast in the morning. Jose Gregorio Castillo Quinones has been here almost since the shelter opened last month. Like many here, he fled the political and economic collapse in Venezuela. Church leadership opened the men-only shelter after a growing number of migrants began sleeping around the Shrine of Mary in their courtyard. It takes about 60 volunteers to run, including Isela Castro. They're just here trying to make a better life. And and that's what my grandparents did um, when they came here. And I think we all see ourselves in them. The church's community room isn't meant to be a shelter. Some shower with a hose in the yard. But their priest said Jesus was very clear care for migrants. Like many local shelters, it's at capacity. The county's Migrant Welcome Center, which serves more than 500 people daily, is expected to run out of funds next month. For The California Report, I'm Katie Heisen in San Diego. California K-12 students will soon be taught how to recognize fake news. That's under a new law that requires schools to teach media literacy skills starting in 2024. CalMatters education reporter Carolyn Jones has more. Menlo Park Assemblyman Mark Berman sponsored the legislation to help young people recognize misinformation that proliferates on social media. A 2022 Pew Research Center poll found that adults under age 30 are nearly as likely to believe information from social media as they are from national news outlets. Media literacy will be woven into existing classes like English, math, and science. Examples of media literacy lessons include checking facts from multiple sources, learning how algorithms affect what we see online, and thinking critically about catchy headlines. The new media literacy law had strong bipartisan support and mirrors laws in Texas, New Jersey, and Delaware. That was CalMatters' Carolyn Jones. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out the Bay Curious book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on the Bay Curious podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners— 
Right now, you can get the Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find the link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hi there, I'm Randadid Fattah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast. It's the start of the holiday season, and for some, that means getting together with family or loved ones and sharing a nice meal together. But for many, the holidays can amplify feelings of loneliness. The COVID-19 pandemic has changed how we interact with each other and experience events, making this time even more challenging and feelings of loneliness more common. To help us better understand and manage these feelings, we have Corey Floyd, professor of interpersonal communication and the author of The Loneliness Cure. Hi, Corey. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. So, Corey, why is it so common to feel lonely around this time of year? I think one of the reasons is because this is a time of year that brings up a lot of memories for people. And they may be memories of those who are no longer with us or memories of people who would be there, but for COVID or for traveling or for other obligations. So I think it sort of attunes us in many ways to what we're missing. And I know that we are innately social beings. So it feels like there's this perception that if if you're experiencing loneliness, you've maybe failed at being human. Is is that correct one, or is there a silver lining to this feeling? I think that's absolutely true. There's such a stigma that goes with loneliness. In fact, that's one of the reasons why so many people struggle to find help when they're feeling lonely is that they don't want to admit that they feel that way. I think for exactly the reason that you said that if I'm lonely, I may feel like I deserve to be lonely, like I have failed in my relationships, and that's why I feel alone. And yeah, let's say that we don't want to feel lonely this holiday season. What are some ways someone can avoid this feeling or maybe help manage it? Well, I think one way is to reframe our expectations. I don't know about you, but I think going into the holidays, there's often a lot of expectation that it's the most wonderful time of the year and all my loved ones are going to be around and it has to be perfect. And that can be really unrealistic. For people. And so when those expectations don't come to fruition for us, that often magnifies that feeling of, I I have failed in some way. That if I'm lonely, if I'm by myself, I deserve to be. Uh, And so reframing our expectations that it's okay if the holiday doesn't go perfectly, it's okay if the turkey isn't the best. Uh, that has ever been cooked in the history of Thanksgiving, it's okay if everyone isn't there. We're going to appreciate what we have and we're going to appreciate who is there. There's a lot to be said for counting our blessings. Mm -hmm. 
And I'm thinking of people who maybe aren't going home for the holidays. What are some things that they can do if they're not really, you know, doing anything that's intentional to celebrate the holiday, but they want to feel less alone? Yeah, my favorite uh, piece of advice for folks in that situation is to do something that feels indulgent to them. Maybe it's um, taking time to read a good book or rewatch a favorite movie. For some people, it can be making a favorite dessert. And that can make the day feel a little more special, a little less ordinary, uh, and maybe create a good memory, maybe even a good tradition. Thank you so much for your time, Corey. You're so welcome. And that's the California Report for Friday, November 24th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. Our engineers are Danny Bringer, Brendan Willard, and Seal Muller. Our producers are Izzy Bloom and Keith Mizuguchi. Our senior editor is Angela Corral. Our vice president of news is Ethan Toven Lindsay. And our chief content officer is Holly Kernan. I'm your host, Madi Bolaños. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Support for the California Report comes from the Wesley Foundation, investing in California's underserved children and youth. Hint, fruit-infused water with no sugar or diet sweeteners. Hint's 25 flavors include blackberry, coconut, and blueberry lemon. In stores or at hintwater.com. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Ocean Institute, advancing the frontiers of ocean science, exploration, and discovery on the web at SchmidtOcean.org. Hi, I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, it was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support.